Children are dismissed for Children's Church this morning. We're going to be looking at Psalm 3 uh, like we did uh, last week. Psalm uh, number uh, 3. And um, I said Psalm of David uh, when he was uh, on the run from uh, his son that had revolted against him, uh, his son Absalom. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou, shalt, uh, thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. I was talking about last week, and I want to uh, continue this week uh, on the subject of finding triumph in the midst of trouble. Finding triumph in the midst of trouble. One thing we all know that we face in life is trouble, and uh, it's just part uh, of being a human being. And uh, that trouble looks different for different people in different seasons. Um, it could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be financial, it could be relational, uh, it could be spiritual, but we all face troubles of some sort. I wish that in life we could say, okay, I faced my trouble for this lifetime, I never have to face it again. It's kind of silly, isn't it? Because Why? Because you don't just face one trouble. Uh, matter of fact, when you win a victory over trouble... You feel victorious, but then if you're anything like me, you think to yourself, okay, when's the next one coming? Because it's going to happen, right? I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to, it's going to happen. It's kind of like, you ever said, uh, you ever said this, uh, when something happens, you say, all right, two more things, because it always happens in threes. just seems to happen that way. And, um, and, and so, not that we're looking for trouble, but we should have our eyes wide open when it comes to trouble. When things uh, uh, are coming, we shouldn't be shocked. Sometimes I think we're surprised when trouble happens. Uh, when the Bible says, in the world ye shall have tribulation. Jesus said, they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. I mean, we face trouble, we face problems in life. It's just part of life. So when you came to church today, you probably came in the rain. Guess what? It rained on the unsaved too. Right? I mean, if it rained on you, 
It rained on your neighbor too. It's not, it's not like, a, well, it's raining on my neighbor, but I'm a Christian, so it shouldn't rain on me. That's, by the way, that's what the prosperity gospel teaches. Prosperity gospel teaches as long as you're saved and as long as you're, you know, draining your bank account and giving it to these charlatans, then listen, then you're not going to have any problems. You're not going to have any issues. You're, never, you're not going to get sick. You're not going to have any financial problems. You're not going to, by the way, you're not going to have any financial problems because you're not going to have any finances. Because they're taking them all from you. But you know what? You know what they're out is? Here it is. Well, it's your lack of faith. If you just have more faith. Having more faith will not save you from being sick. Do you understand that? It all, we all face it. Why? Why in the world? I, I can't understand. Listen, I cannot understand. I mean, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that I wouldn't get, that I wouldn't get the flu. I mean, I did everything I could that I wouldn't get the flu. I don't understand why I got the flu. Now, I get it. You know, I went over to so-and-so's house, and they had the flu, you know, and they coughed all over me. But I prayed. I prayed that I wouldn't get it. And sometimes you still get it. Sometimes we get aches and pains. Sometimes we get uh, uh, financial problems. Sometimes uh, there's emotional problems. Sometimes uh, there's relational problems. These things happen. Let's not be surprised by them. When they come, let us run to, we're talking about in Sunday school, uh, uh, in Psalm 91, uh, that, that, that God is our refuge. He is our shelter. He is our shield. He is our fortress. He is the run. He is the one that we run to uh, when problems come. Don't be caught unawares. Don't be caught surprised. We talked. We talked about uh, already. We talked about that the Lord is our shield in verse number three, and we talked about the Lord is our sustainer in that David. In verses 4 and 5, cried out to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord. Know from whence cometh your help. Know where to turn to. You know, so often in life, we turn to the wrong place. So often in life, we listen to the wrong advice. You ever listen to the wrong advice? You ever take the wrong advice before? And man, I tell you, Train wreck. That's why you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful where you turn to. You've got to be careful who you're listening to. Not everybody that speaks tells the truth. Isn't that profound? And some people, the only time that they're lying is when they open their mouth. Some people are professional liars. I mean, you... I mean, you, you look at them and they, they talk to you, you're like, I, I, I know that they're, looks like they're telling the truth, but I know they're lying. So we got to understand something. In life, we've got to be careful where we turn to. Let me tell you what God will never do. He'll never lie to you and He'll never fail you. God will never forsake you. So we can always turn to Him and He'll be our shelter. He'll be our shield. We can cry out to the Lord because He is our help. 
And then not only did David cry out to the Lord, but then David, watch, I want you to, I want you to watch, I want you to see this verse, verse number five. Psalm 3, verse 5. I laid me down and slept. Now, that's an interesting thing to put in the Bible. What, what do you mean? David, why are you telling us that you went to bed? I want you to know a couple significant things out of this passage when it came uh, uh, to what David was trying to say. David, let me tell you what David was saying. David was saying, God, you are my sustainer. God, you're the reason, watch this, you're the reason that I can lay my head down on my pillow at night and sleep. God, you are my peace. You see, there is, the book of Philippians says, there is a peace that passeth all understanding. God's peace in our life overrides any turmoil that you might face. Any problem that you might go through, God's peace trumps that. Here's our problem. Our problem is we're not focusing on peace, we're focusing on trouble. We're not focusing on the answer, right? God is the answer. We're focusing on the circumstance. And so many times, the circumstances of this life, they just weigh us down and they hold us back. What do we need to do? We need to turn to our refuge. We need to turn to our strength. We need to turn to our sustainer. And listen, when you have peace in your heart, you can sleep at night. When you have peace in your heart, when those problems come and when those troubles come, what do we do? We give them over to the Lord. Lord, I can't can't deal with this. There's so many things in life. Listen, so many things that happen... Have you ever been overwhelmed? I mean, if you've been living very long, you've been overwhelmed in your life. And sometimes things happen, and then they just keep happening, and then you just keep happening, and pretty soon you just... And if you're not careful, you'll throw up your hands and you'll quit. Do you know how many people have quit on the Bible? They've quit on prayer. They've quit on church. They've quit on spiritual things. You know why? They're discouraged. You know why? They're overwhelmed. It is so easy to get overwhelmed. And when we get overwhelmed, let me tell you what we're depending on. We're depending on ourselves. And people will fail you. Listen to me. You already know that. People will fail you. But can I tell you something else? You'll fail yourself. In me, that is in my flesh. Listen, ready? dwelleth no good thing. This idea that you're a good old boy, this idea that you're a good old girl, in you, outside of Jesus Christ, dwelleth no good thing. We are wicked. We're wicked people. We're selfish people. All we want is me, 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 for me, me, me. Now, we'll do for other people once in a while, but listen, what's in it for me? By nature, that's who you are. Listen, Bridger, I've had people tell me this. I just, I'm just going to follow my heart. Can I tell you as kindly as I can, that is just dumb. Jeremiah said, 
The heart is above all things desperately wicked. Why are you following something that's wicked? We don't follow things that are wicked. We follow God. Wicked things will lead you down the wrong path. Do you know what the heart will do? The heart will trick you into thinking what you're doing is not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. Listen, you know what your heart will tell you? God understands. You just keep doing whatever makes you feel good. That's what the world says today. Whatever makes you feel good. Eat, drink, and be merry. I mean, there's no doubt. Go back and read the Old Testament and read about Noah's days. We are living in those days. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, just... Do, a, do whatever makes you feel good. Do whatever you think is right. And listen, yeah, follow the Bible, but use your own interpretation. God means that for, God means that for Ms. Bragg, but he, don't, he doesn't mean it for me. That's what we're doing. We're using the Bible today in our churches. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. Today in our churches, you know what we're doing? We're opening up the Bible and we're using the Bible like a buffet. Pick and choose. I like that verse. I don't like that one. Boy, that's a good one, but pen knife, cut that out. You ever eat at a buffet? I I like buffets. My wife hates them. She she calls them cow troughs. People go and slop all over the place and she just doesn't like buffets. I love them. I love them because I get to pick and choose what I want to eat. Go into a buffet and they got greens on the buffet? Pass. I don't have to eat it. I don't even want it touching my plate. I go to breakfast. Listen, if I go to breakfast somewhere, listen, in the South, every, every breakfast meal comes with grits. I said, ma'am, if grits touch my plate, I'm sending it back. I don't want to touch my eggs. I don't want to touch my corned beef hash. I don't want to touch my bacon. I don't want grits on my plate. And a buffet, I don't have to pick out grits. Right? And in a buffet, you can if you want them. I'm telling you, when we go to a buffet and Emma's with me and it's a country buffet, I mean, she slops those greens up. I'm saying, Emma, I raised you better than that. She eats those things. I can't even stand the smell of them but I get to pick and choose. I, you don't get to pick and choose the Bible. Either all of the Word of God is the Word of God or none of the Word of God is the Word of God. All Scripture, right? And now what Paul told Timothy, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, mature, complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God gives us what we need in the Word of God. You don't get to pick and choose. And God gives us, in His Word, through His Spirit, He gives us the peace we need to lay our head on our pillows at night. With peace. With peace of heart, peace of mind. David slept. David trusted his life in the sustainer's hands. You know what peace is? Let me tell you what peace is. Simply put, peace is saying, you know what, God, you're in, you're in control. I don't know what tomorrow holds, 
But praise God, I can know who holds tomorrow. I can trust him. I can depend upon. That's what peace is. Peace is saying, hey, I can't control the circumstances. Listen to me. You just think you can control the circumstances. You cannot. But I know God can. God can control that problem. God, can, God allows this in my life. And, and if it's in my life, then God has allowed it in my life. And he's allowed it in my life for a purpose. You ever get something in your life you don't like? You ever have somebody convince you to try something? And you put it in your mouth and you go, Bleh. We went off and came back and me, Kyle, Andrew, and Devin. You talk about a motley crew. <clears throat> that, was, that was a fun trip. We came back and went to uh, Hong Kong Buffet. So Devin goes up and he comes back with a plate. On that plate is a little, little octopus. They, if you go up there, it's in the cold bar and it's in hot sauce. And that's good. I mean, I, it, 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 you know, I like it. And he, so, so, he, so he sits down and he goes, think I should eat it? I said, will you put it on your plate? He said, is it good? I said, no, I think it's all right. <laughs> you talk about a trip. I mean, he, he pokes that thing and some of the juice got out of him. He said, it squirted me, it squirted me. <laughs> and then he put it in his mouth and he goes, into the face he made. He was like, oh, that thing is disgusting. You ever have something like that happen in your life? I mean, not necessarily food. But something that happens in your life and it you, you just just absolutely overwhelmed you. You didn't like it, but then you went through it. You went through that problem. You went through that circumstance, and later, what do we say about hindsight? It's always twenty twenty. You see, you can only see the now and what happened in the past, but God knows the past, the present and the future. And peace says, okay, Lord, I may not understand it. I may not even like it. But I know you have a plan. I know you want to work that plan in my life. And then down the road, you look back, you still didn't like it, right? It still was not something that you enjoyed going through, but you learned a lesson or God brought you to a place where you thought to yourself, you know what? It was good. You know why? Because Romans 8, 28 is in the Bible. You see, God works all things together for his good. Right? God's working everything out. And he uses the good, the bad, the ugly. He, he works all those things out and he works them out for your betterment. So that you can grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wish that everything that happened in your life was good. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes bad things happen. And sometimes, watch this, bad things happen to good people. It just happens sometimes. And when those things happen, listen, you can still lay your head on your pillow and sleep. Because you have peace in your heart. I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. I get it. I'm preaching to myself uh, this morning. I'm preaching to myself this morning. Because I know, do you ever just wring your hands and worrying? 
You're worrying about a child or you're worrying about a spouse or you're worrying about a bill that needs to be paid or you're worrying about your health or you're worrying about a surgery that you have to have or you're worrying. Worry. There's a lot of things to worry about in life. A lot of things. It's an interesting statistic that 85% of the things we worry about, we can do nothing about. Isn't that interesting? But it doesn't change the fact that we worry about them. We, we still worry. And we still worry ourselves. And by the way, worriness, being, being worried all the time, can lead to physical problems. can lead to sickness. can lead to other problems. Because when you're, when you're worried all the time, you're not somebody that people want to be around. Now you have relational problems. When you're worried all the time, you can get an ulcer. Now you have physical problems. When you worry all the time, it can affect you emotionally. Now you have emotional problems. You see how all these things can work together? And pretty soon they can bury you if you're not careful. But those that have peace, do you lay your head down at night with peace in your heart? Listen to me. If you're saved, you should. If you know Christ is your Savior, you should. I never... I'm not saying I don't worry, because I do. But I never worry about if I go to sleep and don't wake up in the morning. I never worry about that. Because I know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And by the way, that's the way I want to go. Just go to sleep one night and wake up in heaven. Praise God. What, What is there to worry about? So many people, let me tell you, one of the number one things people worry about is death. Number one, things, number one things that people are afraid about is death. Why should a Christian be afraid? If you know Christ as your Savior, I'm not talking about being a church member. I'm not talking about being baptized. I'm not talking about being confirmed. I'm not talking about being a good person. I'm talking about having your sins forgiven. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to be born again. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was buried and He rose again the third day. And He's at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. He paid your sin debt. The sin that you owed, Jesus Christ died for. If you'll place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, He'll forgive you of your sins. And now you are a born again child of God. That's what it means to be a Christian. And if you're a Christian, why in the world are you worried about what's going to happen next? We know what's going to happen next. The Bible tells us what's going to happen next. And if you're worrying about it, this is what we're saying. Let me tell you what our worry is saying. Our worry is saying that, God, we don't believe what you say. That's what we're saying. We don't trust, we don't have that peace in knowing that you're right. Listen, we have that peace, we have that understanding, we have that knowledge that God's Word is the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God. And we can trust Him. So when God says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord, then I don't have anything to worry about. Do you realize if you're a Christian and you know Christ is your Savior, this is the worst hell that you'll ever face in your life? Think about the opposite. If you're not a Christian, this is the best heaven you'll ever see. Isn't that tragic? 
absolutely tragic. And it's no wonder people have no peace anymore today. They have no more peace in their heart, no more peace in their minds, and they stay up and they worry, worry, worry. Isaiah 26 and 3, that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. That peace that Philippians 4 talks about, that passeth all understanding. But I want you to notice something. So not only does he say here, does David say that uh, I laid me down and slept, but then he said I awaked. You find that interesting? Why is, why is God trying to tell us that David went to bed and got up? I mean, surface looking at it, that's what you're looking at, right? He went to bed and slept and then he woke up the next day. I want to challenge you with this. He slept because he had peace. And when he says that he awoke, let me tell you what he's saying. That God is the sustainer. That God woke him up. God holds all these things in his hand. God is the ruler. God is in control. He's the one. Listen to me. If you have no oxygen, you're dead. You can only go so long without oxygen. You can only go so long without food. You can only go so long without water. Without these things, you will die. I said this in Sunday school. I find it very interesting that if we as the earth were any closer to the sun, we'd burn up. If we were any further away, we'd freeze to death. And God keeps all these things in His hand. I don't stay up at night going... Boy, I sure hope that we stay on the axis and spin the way we are spinning because, boy, if we don't, we're... First of all, that'd be a little strange. But second of all, I know that God holds all those things in His hands. Do you know why? Because God's in control. And if God holds all that in His hand, then He holds you in His hand. God knows what your today looks like. God knows what your tomorrow looks like. And God brings things and God brings people into your life and out of your life. And God all does all these things and He works all these things together for your betterment. That blows me away that God thinks that much of you and me. So you know what? Listen. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just going to go to sleep. Now, I'm not talking about being flippant. I still believe you need a plan. I still believe you need to have a goal. I still believe you need to do all those things. But I'm here to tell you, we, can not, we don't have to worry because God is in control. And he awoke because God is that sustainer. God is the giver of life. The Bible says he took the dust of the ground and he formed man and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. God can give life and God can take life. And who are we to direct God on what he should be and shouldn't be doing? Well, I can't believe God would do. I can't believe. Well, sometimes we give God the credit for things that we've done ourselves. But 
know, God allows these different things. He talks about breaking the teeth of the enemy. Have you read the life of Israel? Where, where, where God, and people don't like to hear this, but where God went in and wiped out entire people groups? God commanded that to happen. You think to yourself, well, I can't believe. Who are you? Who am I to determine what God can and can't do? He's God and he doesn't need your permission. He's God and he doesn't need your approval. So what do we do? We give it over to God and sleep in peace. And it's okay because God's in control. It's okay because God's in charge. It's okay because God sustains it all in his hand. When's the last time you thank God for giving you another day of life? Thank you, God. When's the last time you traveled somewhere and got back and thanked God for, for getting you back home? I'm here to tell you, anytime we go anywhere, when we come back, just as soon as we pull in, we, we, we thank God for safety. All you've got to do is travel to know that you better be prayed up before you get on the road. People are nuts. People are crazy. Some of those people are sitting in this auditorium. Crazy. Isn't it great to be able to travel and God protects us? Isn't it great to, that God gives you the air that you breathe? Don't forget, don't ever forget that. Let me read this psalm to you, or part of this psalm, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. I want you to, I want you to key these words, some of these words that we find in Psalm 37. Again, as David writing this psalm, he said, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land. Verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. The psalmist David is saying, listen, trust, don't fret, commit, live in peace. Why, Why we choose to live in turmoil is beyond me. But the average family, the average individual... Listen, turmoil. You're so anxious about everything. The Bible says don't be, don't be anxious about this and that. Don't, be, don't, be, uh, don't fret yourself. I mean, some people are so miserable, they want everybody else to be miserable with them. If the only reason, listen to me and listen to me good, if the only reason you come to church is to find fault, you're coming for the wrong reason. I mean, we nitpick everything. Well, he shouldn't be doing that, and she shouldn't be doing that. Let me tell you something. Just come see me. I'll get you a broom so you can sweep around your own porch. We all have them. And a lot of us have really big porches. 
You know, before you start worrying about the sliver that's in your brother's eye, take heed to the beam that's in your eye. Because none of us are without fault. But man, we like to gripe and complain. We like to gossip. And by the way, stop talking about gossip as prayer because it's not prayer, it's gossip. Well, you need to pray about, you need to pray for so and so. Why don't you stop right there and just say pray for them? But we don't, do we? Because let me tell you the dirt I have on so and so. Let me tell you what he did. Let me tell you what she said. Can you believe the preacher said that? I mean, can you believe it? I mean, I can't believe she did that. Did you see what she wore to church? I know guys and girls, are, guys and women are different. I get it. But don't, listen to me. If a police officer ever came in and I had to identify what somebody was wearing, I'm out. I have no idea what you wore. I didn't look at your shoes. I ain't paid attention to your makeup. I don't know what you had in your hair. I don't know what your makeup is I, or, your, or, your, or what your jewelry was. Listen to me. I don't even know if you had glasses on or not. I'm not very observant unless I have to be. Some people, man, they don't miss nothing. They don't. Listen to me. They miss the good, but they don't miss the bad. When's the last time you went up to somebody and said, man, Brother Randy, I really appreciate that, that song. I mean, that was, that, was, that was a blessing to me. I appreciate it. Not, but what you hear, Randy, I mean, in that second stanza, I mean, he was just kind of, I mean, I couldn't believe that he, I don't even know if it stands there or whatever. Well, I was just making that up. But I'm saying, isn't that what we do? Or, or, or when's the last time you went and saw Miss Sherry or Miss Lisa and said, boy, I really, really appreciate you playing that. That special or playing for the church. I really appreciate that. Instead of, boy, did you, hear him, did you hear him make a mistake on that second song? I mean, I couldn't believe she did that. She didn't, she didn't do that. I'm just saying. That's what we do, right? So often, Emma, Emma will say to me, she'll sing a song and then she'll say, I blew it. I said, Emma, sweetie, you didn't blow it. She said, I'm telling you on the second register or whatever she said. And she said, I just missed this. And I'm like, nobody. And then I'll say this. Now, forgive me because it's ugly. Okay? I try not to be ugly. But I'll say this. I'll say, nobody that cares for you even noticed. I'm not saying nobody noticed. I'm just saying nobody that cared for you. Right? Isn't it true? Well, it's true. I'm telling you, you might not like it, but it's true. Why don't we try to find opportunities to be kind? Well, preacher, I don't, I just can't find nothing to say. Then don't say anything. I grew up in a home that was, did never went to church, not a Christian home, and I was taught that from a young age. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. But you know what we do? We find things to say. I could, listen to me, I can stand on my head and preach for two hours about kindness and I'll have somebody come to me and be unkind. It's absolutely inevitable. I'll talk, I'll preach. I told, I told, uh, I told the deacons, I said, listen to me. I said, there's going to have to be a period of grace. 
I said, I'm just letting you know now. I may have told you this. I may not have told you this. I don't remember. You didn't tell us. Okay, well, I'm telling you now. There's got to be a period of grace. Why? Because, you know, as, as God's people, we ought to be looking for opportunities to bless. We ought to be looking for opportunities to be kind. We ought to be looking for opportunities to administer grace. Be kind one towards another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Is that what we should be doing? Not attacking each other. Not talking about each other. Some people, listen to me, some people are cowards. Cowards. They'll talk about you behind your back, but they won't talk to you. Listen to me. You want to solve that? Listen to me. If you're a listener and you listen to them kind of people, you want to solve it? Just say, hey, let's go to the person right now and talk to them about it. See how fast they run. See how fast they go the other way. Don't put up with it. Do you know why you're hearing it all the time? Because you're giving a lending ear. Don't listen to it. Don't pay attention to it. Just let it go. One of the, one of the greatest things I learned, in one ear, out the other. You know what happens too often? It comes in one ear, stays, and it weighs on us. Has somebody ever told you something about somebody and then you thought ill of that person? Ever happened to you? Boy, every time you see that person, now you think that. Listen, you're about to tell me something about somebody? Shh, shh, I don't want to hear it. You have a Facebook? I've never been on your Facebook. Any person in here, I've never been on your Facebook. I've never been on your Instagram. I've never been on your Twitter. I've never been on your whatever other social media outlets there are out there. Never. And I'm not going to be. I don't have them. And I'm not, I'm not going to be. Why? Because I'm telling you, we often get disappointed. And that disappointment leads us to forget that God is our sustainer. Our peace goes out the window. Our peace goes out the door. Why? Because we're letting all these things bombard us from every. Put up your shield. God is our shield. He is our refuge. He is our shelter. Put up that shield for against the fiery darts of the wicked. Put up that shield against gossip. Put up that shield against unkindness. And run to the shelter. Run to the shadow of God's wings. And He'll protect you. He'll watch over you and help you get through that next step. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning, our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning, you're not saved.